they they know better. And Holly, you said uh, you said oh, it just it just flew out of my head what you what you just said because I thought it was so brilliant and uh, it'll come back to me. Um, Mr. Producer, can you please? I want to wrap up this discussion on the political article. Can you please pull up B twenty? So this is where uh, Jenna Griswold goes in and says, which I find interesting. She continued, it's going to be very important for voters to pay attention to who's running for local election officials and secretaries of state because we cannot allow people who do not believe in the right to vote to oversee elections or administer them. This, this is unbelievable. Yeah, you can pull it down. So, so I do agree with her that it is very important to pay attention to to who is running for Secretary of State and for local election. Um, in Colorado, the Secretary of State field is crowded on the Republican side. There are three main candidates running. The article talks about, uh, I'm not really sure if they go into O'Donnell, but it talks about uh, Pam Anderson. They, they do mention yeah. him. So so we have three candidates running here in, in Colorado. Obviously, Gold Star Mother, uh, Hero Whistleblower, um, Fierce public servant Tina Peters is running out in Mesa County. Uh, the former Mesa County clerk is running for secretary of state. Uh, Mike O'Donnell, who I want to talk about with you in just a second, um, is a kind of came out of nowhere guy. Uh, uh, spoiler. Right. Spoiler. Um, but uh, he's kind of running on in the in the last debate that they did. I kind of felt like he he came out looking a bit normal with Pam Anderson and, and uh, Tina Peters going at each other, Mike kind of came out as like, well, I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm the normal, the normal one. And then there's Pam Anderson. And this article, this political piece, paints Pam Anderson as the, uh, the you know, the, the just I'm just running to depoliticize. I'm just I'm just running because I want to take the politics out of this office. I just want our elections. All Pam Anderson wants is for elections to be free and fair. And that's 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 how the article paints Pam Anderson. But we know a little something about Pam Anderson. Holly, why don't you tell the audience who Pam Anderson is? Right. So the first time Pam Anderson crossed uh, our, our radar was during the December 14th hearing in front of the uh, House Audit Committee in 2020. Um, many uh, folks were there testifying. I, I believe, Joe, you got kicked out. Is that true? I did. Because you had COVID. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is, right. where, this is where William Williams ran a filibuster on the entire deal and talked for four and a half hours so people couldn't speak. Wayne Williams is a That's piece right. of trash, too. Yep. So um, I was with COVID. I was unable to testify. And so I was Googling all these people who were new to me and whatever. So it turns out that's where Pam Anderson popped up because she was testifying on behalf of Jenna Griswold. She was she was Griswold's expert witness. And um, so fast forward to digging into who Pam Anderson is. She was the uh, director is, of the CPU. She's on leave. She's on leave she's currently, on leave. but she is. Okay. Um, and then she also was on the board, I believe, of the CEIR, which is David Becker's uh, organization. Now, David Becker is the person who in, uh, invented Eric. And that is, I can go on and on about this. I think it deserves probably a whole other show because I've got to show the receipts for some of what I'm going to be talking about. But We will do um, that show. Yeah, David Becker basically is the mastermind behind how to leverage data, 
these massive databases and access the secretaries of state how to inflate voter rolls. And I have a background in direct mail and list management and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, that's where I started my career. So what he's doing there is very, very obvious from a direct mail standpoint. And, um, and I, we, there are, uh, um, open records requests that I, I saw that actually just connect all of the dots if you know what's going on with direct mail. So he's he's uh, the linchpin there. And now he, um, Pam Anderson was involved with Becker. Now, <clears throat> if you look at Pam Anderson's um, LinkedIn, she has scrubbed her entire background. Why? Why is entire, she- Entire background. Well, and in this article, they don't mention, they just mentioned Pam Anderson, right? They don't mention that she was the executive director for the Center for Tech and Civic Life, that her middle name is basically Zuckerbucks, or that she worked with David Becker. It's just this 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 kind young woman is running to, to uh, take the politics out of the Colorado Secretary of State's office, and she's the one who can take on Jenna Griswold. That fight is Zuckerberg versus Soros. It's Soros versus Soros. Yeah, and if you re- yeah, it is actually Soros versus Soros. I mean, you've got to you've got to realize that money is getting into Pam Anderson's campaigns. You know, obviously she has to abide by campaign finance laws, but because there's this net of so many NGOs with these shell companies and all of this web, it's going to take a while to figure out exactly where some of um, that money is flowing in, not just to Anderson's campaign, but any any uh candidates' campaigns. But now, this is the connection that gets interesting. Uh, Pam Anderson was the executive director of the CCCA. As soon as she was outed after the hearing as being part of the CTCL and and some of this other news, it was bit by bit. I didn't really ever write a piece on it. I should have. I will. But um, she stepped down from the from the CCCA and guess who took her spot? And that, no sorry, CCCA, CCCA for the audience cool. is Colorado County Clerks Association. That is the, I'll, I'll let you, I won't steal your spoiler there. Yeah. Well, and, and then Matt Crane somehow Matt Crane. got that. Position. So that's and, the role you know, that Matt Crane is in now as he's writing talking points and, and, and snuggling up to the clerks and making everybody feel really great about the gold standard of fraud. Right. And one other thing we should uh, uh, highlight here is all of the county clerks are using um, taxpayer money for their fees for, their for this organization yeah. to belong. Yeah. And I believe that they have to pay fees for three different types of disciplines that they um, uh are responsible for as a county clerk. So it's a DMV fee, it's an election fee, and then it's a business like licensing fee. So they get three bites out of the apple for, um, uh, you know, these clerks to belong to this organization. Now, what do they do? What you mean is Crane, Crane and company get three bites out of the apple for each of the 64 counties. That's right. And it's approximately, I don't know, Twelve to fifteen hundred dollars. I'm going off a of memory on that. You're getting, somebody's going to have to fact check me. So multiply that by three, and that's their year annual dues. Well, what do they do with this money? They hire lobbyists, and the lobbyists are the ones who um, advocated for SB 153 on behalf of the county clerks' association. Yeah. Now, 
you know. And, and sorry, just I just want to put a fine point on that because the the article, the Politico article, talked about the county clerks wanted this. The county clerks asked for this bill to be drafted, and. 5280 Strategies is the the registered lobbyist for the Colorado County Clerks Association who was listed as registered lobbyist for them for this bill, SB 22153, as pro, as pro for the bill. Which is not true. I mean, here's the other thing. County clerks and recorders are notoriously, they just want to do their job. Most of their job relies around driver's licenses and things like that in their particular counties. Auto registration. Auto registration. Licensing, yeah. So, so they feel, and, and I can feel the pain that they, that they are under. I really can. Because, frankly, they don't know what to believe either because they don't have the technical skills in order to understand what happened in the machines. And all this rhetoric is coming at them and the pressure from Matt Crane, who, by the way, is deeply connected to Dominion Voting Systems for nearly two decades, Right. And by the way, told me, specifically told me at a, at a luncheon or a breakfast that I went to breakfast with him. I sat down with him. And I was like, all right, so tell me about Eric Coomer. And he's like, well, he, Eric loves a little Eric. I said, he's bombacious, right? He's, he's, he likes to brag about things. Yeah. I said, so what makes you think he wasn't on that call? I mean, he's bragging about it. Well, you know, I, I know Eric. Well, Thinking and- to myself, <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, just... The- Minor, my, uh, you, you, you diverted, so I'm just going to make a minor point on that. Um, having a process that, because of emergency measures, pushes the majority of ballots into adjudication and then owning the patent for adjudication sounds an awful lot like I made effing sure of. Yeah, I mean, it, it all ties, and, and the more information we get about this, we the see, worst, yeah. the third report Hasn't from Mesa debunked. County, the report that came out of, uh, out of uh, Wisconsin, I mean, keep in mind, Gableman came out and said, specifically said, this was literally a couple months ago, that, that they should strongly look at decertifying the election. He's in an internal investigation. Everyone's crazy except for the mainstream media and the people that have absolutely no ability or understanding of the election system. No technical domain expertise. All the technical people that are coming out are saying the machines are designed to defraud the American people. Every single one of them. We haven't had one per- Harry Hurston, Hurston, Hursty, Hursty, even he came out and said, yeah, this is not good. Dominion's voting systems is not good. Alex Halderman from Michigan, professor, comes down, doesn't like the whole thing about Eric Coomer, but goes in and says they have major vulnerabilities. The state of Texas comes out and says this system cannot be certified. It looks like somebody wrote it with a crayon. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you look across the entire country, people. Every single where you look, every expert out there is now a conspiracy theorist. And the only one that's telling the truth are these radical leftists that are spiking inflation, opening the border, teaching your kids that white people are bad, gender fluidity and trying to convert your kids to be some sort of transsexual. I don't know. But I'm trying to tell you that all of those people are saying that that's mainstream between the sane and the insane. And we are dealing with insane people that are trying to tell the mainstream that what they're saying is true. And we know it's not true. Yes. I need to do an ad read really quick. So, so this show is brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you. If you're, connected, if you're concerned about privacy of your identity, using incognito mode won't always solve the problem either. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP or advertisers. When you, you can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. 
When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trusted Pilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily. It's important to use the slash daily. IPVanish.com slash daily. And use promo code daily to save 70% as a conservative daily podcast listener. Um, I also want to tell you that um, if you use IPVanish and you have the, the VPN working when you're in and you try to unlock your car or do things like that, it will not work. You have to disconnect it because the car, the phone itself uses both the IMEI and the IP address collectively to validate who you are. So it will not work if you do not use, if you, if you don't turn it off in some instances. I figured I'd, I'd say that because I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, back to that point about no technical expertise, Joe, um, I anticipate that tomorrow in in the Mesa County hearing, it is it is a hearing on the technical report. And the reason why the technical report is the Mesa three is such a big deal is there are two two previous reports that showed election fraud. The first in the first one. The main finding, you know, the one that sticks with everybody, there's a lot more in it, but the main finding was that 29,000 election records that are federally and state mandated to be preserved for 22 and 25 months had been deleted. You can't decide, Jenna Griswold has no ability to decide what records need to be preserved and don't need to be preserved, especially given the fact that she has no technical expertise. Right. She can't tell us exactly that those records were not important and not part of the election. And in that press conference that those clerks gave out and in the talking points that Matt Crane has given out to the entire state of officials, it says, well, those files, they never say that the files weren't deleted. They say that it wasn't that they weren't important files, that they that the files that the analysis saw that were deleted were unimportant files. Well, they were log files and the federal statute, which is the 22 month statute specifically mentions log files mm -hmm. yeah but all these technical all these non-technical people are telling the technical experts and people with technical expertise what's important and what's not from a when they go to the well yes you're a cyber expert but you're not an election expert it doesn't that <laughs> right. doesn't change whether or not i can tell that you deleted log files because you deleted log files but, That's and, right. And, and here's my issue. And, and this is anyone that understands, Holly, we've talked about this before. You wrote an article about it. You both did. That if you erase the log files in multiple areas, set the standards so low, it is, it is literally like writing on a chalkboard, but that it only stays there for a certain period of time. And it's like somebody can wipe it away mm -hmm. as if you've never been there. Yeah. And that's what they've done. And anyone that has, I would, I would challenge anyone, anyone out there, anyone, left, right, green, yellow, purple. I want the most radical programmer to come in and tell me that the if you erase those four logs if you stop people from being access to those logs does it not show that you're stopping anything that's done inside the system this is not even talking about the separate databases which are in the third report as well second report was a separate databases the third report was what they did with them i think 
but yep. the, but moving so databases, moving information from a yeah. database that was not moving. recorded, moving it, those votes yeah. into yeah. the actual county commissioner's office. That's that, third. That yeah. was in the third. So that was the third one. Yeah. So, so the second one has all the wireless modems, right? The thirty-six yeah. wireless modems, and um, that alone is you know another election law broken. I mean, you can't the the secretary of state, according to. Um, you know, a number of laws, different versions and, and different ways that they come together is um, responsible for keeping the election uh, secure. Well, that's impossible with all of those modems in there. But that now let's get to the meat of this. The third report. So the DA was able to kind of bat back the, the first report, didn't acknowledge it. The second one, they did the same thing, you know, with the help of Matt Crane and Secretary of State and the Lafayette Group and Ryan Macias. But the third one, this is this is the key that people need to know. The third one can't be ignored. We, that's why there is this hearing, because the third report shows that there was actual vote manipulation, objectively. And that gets into the databases, that gets into actually changing the uh, the will of the voters and the intent of voters uh, on their actual ballot. Now, according to Colorado law, um, once DAs have been alerted to a crime like this, they are obligated to investigate. So that's what this hearing is going to be about. It's it's about um, DA Rubenstein covering covering his keister, uh, this family show. Um, because they have to investigate. He knows he has to investigate this and they know this is right. And I think the fact that there's a hearing is a huge step forward because it's an acknowledgement that the data is worth uh, a public hearing. Um, but well, what, Ash, if he, what if I he hides it? What if he hides it? Here, here's the thing. What, well, we, we saw what they did with 2,000 mules. We know, we yeah. know they're not going to present their their deep dive analysis of the machines. We know that they aren't going to produce a technical report. So what we're going to hear is a bunch of legal crap that um, is, you know, misdirection, uh, diminishing the reports, um, you know, probably they, Taking to town the the authors of the report, even though these two these two authors, uh, Jeff O'Donnell and Walter Doherty, are some of the top cyber experts in the United States, but a lawyer who has no technical expertise is going to attempt to get out there and and tell the public that you know it's none of this is real and it doesn't rise to the level of a crime. And not only that, uh, he doesn't have technical expertise, but he's he's invested in a sense of not finding anything, right? The the entire establishment, we know from the way that they're circling the clerks, we know um, with what we've seen when we've gone into county commissioners, you know, this tomorrow is uh, back in the Mesa County Commissioner's room. We've been in that room quite a few times over the past year, uh, watching the Mesa County Commissioners try to dodge their accountability to the people as they make decisions, contractual, very expensive contractual decisions that uh, align with Jenna Griswold and her agenda. And so um, we, I want to I pivot and talk a little bit about the hearing tomorrow, but Mr. Producer, can you please play the trailer that we've got? C1, please. One second. Oh, okay, so I'll let you continue, Holly, uh, talking about Mesa 3. Got it. Oh, okay, never mind. We're going to play the trailer now. <laughs> this Thursday, a real-time fact check 
Mesa County District Attorney versus Mesa Forensic Report 3. Live stream event. Thursday at 9.30 Mountain Time, 11.30 Eastern. Brought to you by Conservative Daily. So we are doing a live stream tomorrow of the Mesa County Commissioners meeting where they are going to cover the third Mesa report. Joe, unfortunately, will not be here. And so I have asked Holly at Altitude to be the co-host of the show tomorrow. So Holly will be in studio tomorrow and we will be doing the live stream together again, which starts at 930. We're going to have Colonel Sean Smith. We're going to have Jeff O'Donnell, who is one of the authors of Mesa Report 3, trying to get Walter Doherty, who is the other author of the report. So we're going to start before the hearing. We're going to talk about what's in the report. You're going to hear it directly from the people who did the analysis and authored the report. And we'll hear what the Mesa commissioners and District Attorney Rubenstein have to say about it, and then we'll break it down afterwards. But uh, about this hearing, Holly, they're now saying it's not a hearing. They're now saying it's an administrative meeting. But originally it was posted up as a public Hearing. hearing where public hearing and public comment rules of decorum apply and and now it's not. What do you think is going on? Well, I think they're terrified of the people. I think they're terrified of having citizens actually point out what's going on in Mesa County, and they want accountability. They want a, a real in, uh, in independent investigation. They want to get to the truth. And um, they know these, these commissioners excuse me, and um, Rubenstein, they're, they're invested in this, as you said. And so having the, the citizens show up is a complete threat to how they want this story to roll out. Because uh, quite frankly, the people of Mesa County are not buying this. They're not buying the, the stories and the, the attempts to diminish um, what we know is true in Mesa County. So, um, Interestingly, uh, the meeting had an opportunity for citizens to, to sign up to testify, and each citizen was given, according to the rules of decorum, three minutes to talk, and they had some rules around that fine standard uh, type of meeting. And uh, as soon as the citizens started signing up, um, the word got out you know, through the grassroots that, hey, Mesa County citizens can have their voices heard. Within 30 minutes of people uh, actively signing up, and, and I assume a flood of people to sign up, the commissioners acted quickly and revoked the ability for people to talk, citizens of Mesa County, and they, they did this by changing what type of meeting it was. So right. using technicalities, to censor the people is is now the way the Mesa County uh, commissioners are operating and they, gaslighting they are, and, and gaslighting yeah. the people. So Janet, you know when when this happened, so as you said, people went to sign up to to testify in the public hearing. All of a sudden, public hearing gets axed, right? Or public public comment gets axed. There's no there's no public comment happening any longer. And so people started reaching out to the commissioners, right? What's going on? Why did you cancel public comment? And Janet Rowland, who's one of the commissioners, I've written extensively about Janet Rowland, if you want to go. Um, if you, That's actually a, a good, a, you know, good primer. If you're planning on watching the live stream tomorrow, but you're not familiar with the players involved, go check out uh, at ashinamerica.com and click on the Mesa County 
um, category, and you'll see the, the extensive reporting that I have done on the story of Tina Peters, on the Mesa County commissioners, on their conflicts of interest, on their terrible decision-making, and the fact they weren't other, elected. They weren't lots elected. of other they lots were, of other content. Those people were selected too inside of Mesa County. Right, but so so teeing up for for this hearing tomorrow, Janet Janet Rowland says, "No, this isn't a this isn't a public hearing. This is a this is an administrative meeting. We don't ever have public comment at 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 administrative meetings. Just straight up gaslighting her constituents." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do not want to face the people. They obviously don't believe that they work for the people. Um, they are really enjoying the the power that they have and have been given to them. And, and they're using it to the fullest extent. And, you know, one of the things that people should be looking out for tomorrow is, um, you know, the how how these non-technical people are going to try to debunk an objectively technical report that shows objective evidence. I guess that's that's the big juicy part of this that I'm very curious about because there's, I've read the reports, I'm somewhat technical and it's it's overwhelming. I mean, it's it's just cut and dry, it's black and white. And I'm really curious to see how they're gonna try to navigate through this. And we will. We will see how they're going to navigate through it because we're having this this live stream tomorrow and very excited, Holly, that you're going to be here with us. We are just about out of time and I think there's some breaking news that we we just want to briefly touch on. Actually, Holly, why don't you stick around while we cover this headline that just came out? Um, This is this is amazing. And we have we just we just expert. Mr. Producer, can you put up the article that you just dropped in um, the show slack? Yeah. Expert hired to run DHS's newly created disinformation board resigns. I got to read in for one of our sponsors. So I'm really excited to to have found this bank, uh, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day uh, in 2000. They're not crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus when you open... um, Open up an account by July 31st. Big rewards from banks that believe that the freedom to do business without compromise or values. Amazing, right? So go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's A-X-O-S dot com slash daily for all the cash bonus. All you need is $1,500 direct deposit in the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Yeah, and resigns in spectacular f- fashion. I don't think that this can withstand any scrutiny. This is this reminds me of what happened uh, back in Nazi Germany in World War II and before World War II started in the early 1920s. And so, uh, you know, I, you see things kind of falling apart all over the place inside of the Biden regime. Um, I, I have a simple question before, and then we are out of time. I have a simple question that I want to ask both of you. And, and I think it's important. We have the Mesa report. We have the Wisconsin report. We have the report coming out of uh, Michigan. We have the report that coming out of Pennsylvania. We have what's happening in, in Georgia. We have Missouri, which has major issues and faults. We have Arizona. I don't, I'm not sure people understand that there are stuff happening in multiple states. We have information coming out of Texas. We have that, that, that show, Dog and Pony show, out of Alabama. 
And all all of what you're talking about confirms the Antrim report, the findings of the Antrim report, which came report. out in December of 2020. Right, which also goes to the the actual structure of how they steal elections inside of these election machines. You you have the information done with Draza Smith and Jeff O'Donnell in building out the PID function or the fixed point function of how they were able to predetermine at any race in the country, any any race, they can determine who is going to be elected to that particular position. We have 2,000 mules, 54,000 mules just across those swing states, 2,000 that they were able to track giving minimal standards, nearly a million votes stolen from the American people, and we've proven all of it. At what point they continue to double down through the mainstream media and the judiciary continues to do the things that they're doing right now, which is to silence the American people, where do we go from there? What, what choice does that leave most Americans in saying, well, there's nothing to do about it, we only have one choice? Do you think we're heading that direction? Because the more I talk to people, the more it feels like we are. I'll go first. Um, I'm hopeful that not, right? So I've said for a long time that I will fight until my last breath, if necessary, for this to have a peaceful resolution until it doesn't, right? And we, like I said earlier in the show, we are doing everything that we can to work within the system. So I think your question is really, I mean, at least the way I hear it is, is do we believe in, ju in justice, right? Do we believe that we have equal justice or do we believe we have equitable justice? And I think, you know, in Colorado, certainly feels like we have equitable justice, but I still have faith in the Republic. I still have faith in the Constitution and I believe that we're on the side of what is right and just. And so I think that we win this um, peacefully, nonviolently. Holly, go ahead. Yep, I would say I have three, three key points. One is to make sure to vote um, and not just go straight ticket R or D or whatever it is. Do your own research because there are several candidates out there and I'm, I'm starting to see patterns across the United States where it's like it is here in Colorado where um, the deck is stacked on both sides. If you look at Pam Anderson, as Ash said, and we've talked about this many times, it's Soros R versus Soros D. So you've got to start looking at who are the people's candidates. And it's regardless of party, it doesn't matter. It's I'm not a party person, I'm unaffiliated. I truly believe that you have to do your own research and you must vote. Second of all, you've got to get involved. And that means, you know, um, you know, simply turning off Netflix and watching two hours less of TV any given week you could put that extra time into getting involved, whether it's you want to start out small, being a keyboard warrior, or you want to get more involved, go to USEIP.org and get involved, and you will get piped into your local um, uh, uh, community uh, folks and start working on election integrity there. It's really fun. You meet new people. And if you're listening outside of Colorado, go to Cause of America. It's the same sort of structure, but it's national. And you can get um, introduced to many groups who are in your state, who, who are your cup of tea, who are networked within the Cause of America uh, coalition network and, and get involved. And then finally, um, back to Joe's point with all of these reports, there there is this sense that, you know, we've, we've shown all the evidence. Why aren't they uh, acting on it? Well, I'll tell you, Mike Lindell certainly is. And all of these reports, every single one that Joe has cited is 
in some case or another that Lindell isn't either involved in or um, has urged uh, elected officials who understand the gravity of this situation to fight back. This is the evidence in these major cases. The Supreme Court case is still going on. Um, the injunction cases are happening now. There's one that has been filed most recently in Arizona where Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham are the uh, plaintiffs. And I believe uh, there are two more injunction cases dropping very soon. I don't know if this has been announced, so I'm not gonna say where the cases are gonna happen, but again, these reports are evidence. And if you want to get behind this effort, donate to the Lindell Legal Offense uh, Organization. It basically Absolutely. all the money just goes to um, legal cases and supporting um, legal cases. That's just plain and simple what it is. So I would encourage people who are saying, what can be done? What can, what can we do now? It's hopeless throw some bucks towards uh, the Lindell Legal Offense Fund and, and you'll start seeing some action and some, seeing some things work out because these cases are gonna be working their way through the system. They cannot ignore all of these cases. We've gotta just keep pursuing working within the system and uh, don't give up. Just do not give up, be steadfast. And Holly, aside from on here on Conservative Daily with us tomorrow for the live stream, where can people find you? Uh, I'm not super active with my writing. I'm doing a lot more for other organizations, but I'm at holly at altitude.com. Um, I tend to do longer in-depth pieces. Um, so, so I've been told some of them are a little bit too heavy, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my cup of tea. Um, if you want up to date, uh, news releases and information of what's going on election-wise, go to causeofamerica.org. There's a news news section there and also a press section with uh, press releases that are coming out. And then also usaip.org has uh, additional news that's generally uh, associated with Colorado. So those are some places to go, some people to follow, you know, organizations awesome. to follow. Thank you so much, Holly, for, for joining us and for going along with us today. We appreciate it, and we're excited to uh, to have you in the studio tomorrow. Yeah, so we will cut this up yes. into two shows, left and right. It'll be great to have you tomorrow. I'm sorry I can't be here in the studio with you, but unfortunately I've got a bunch of work i got to get done tomorrow. <laughs> um, the rest of us don't. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we all have to divide and conquer at some point, right? We do, so is, we do. Holly, really thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Take it easy. So, so last breaking piece that I, th I want to put up there, uh, Mr. Producer, I put it in the comments. Uh, just so you know, Elon Musk lights up Twitter after declaring he'll vote for GOP next election. The left should reflect on why. And if you put up that screenshot that I put up, Mr. Producer. I love it. Th th this is Elon Musk in, in one. Go ahead and oh. take that, that down. And if you could just take that down and put up the, the, the screenshot. Tweet. He Mr. wants the tweet. Producer. Elon Musk says um, the choice is sane versus insane. Elon Musk knows that. Good move. Daily Wire says that Elon Musk announced that he's switching to vote Republican. And he was very clear on why. He just said that the, the, the Democrats don't represent values of any kind. No value. They have no value to the American people. And here's a man that has been red-pilled. Um, in large part by what they've done to destroy everything around him. He, if you don't remember, he moved out of uh, California, and he has now called on Twitter to release 
uh, making sure that, that only 5% or less of their users are yeah. bots. And that could be a, this could that's be a big a really, deal. It's a really we, big we deal. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. That's a big deal. But I would just say to, to Mr. Musk, if I can give you a, just a, a small piece of advice, don't just vote straight ticket. Look at those candidates and decide which are you're going to vote for in this upcoming primary. Some of the primaries have already occurred. Uh, in Colorado, it's in June. I was talking to Florida this morning. Theirs is in August. So long summer of politics ahead before we head into the November uh, general midterm election. Yeah. But make sure as you're deciding who you're going to vote for, first, as Holly, as Holly said, vote. There's no excuse not to vote. If you don't think it matters, get it out of your head. It matters. We know from Florida in 2020 that turnout breaks the algorithm, and we know that they cannot keep up this sustainable fraud machine much longer. And so the fact that we, uh, we can turn out, we can vote, that is one thing that we can do. It's a duty to vote. It is a, a privilege and an honor and a right, but it is your duty. And certainly in times like these, when we have a uniparty versus the people situation. So I would tell Mr. Musk uh, that he needs to make sure he's he's looking at the right candidates. And that's my advice to everyone as we head into this midterm election. The other thing that I would say, and I know we're over time, but I really just I want to go back uh, to this disinformation government governance board. This broke like 20 minutes ago. So this yeah. is absolutely breaking news. Mr. Producer, can you pull it up? Uh, for us again. This is Nina Jankowitz. So the Nina Jankowitz article that she's stepping down from the disinformation governance board. So you'll remember Nina Jankowitz is the creepy, um, she kind of looks like the, you know, the Little Mermaid in the movie The Little Mermaid at the end where that big witch Ursula turns into like a pretty um, person, but she's stolen Ariel's voice and kept it in a shell necklace. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or not, but well, you had a daughter, so I yeah. Did. Yeah, um, I do have a but she kind of so she kind of looks like that, like Ursula the sea witch when they turned her into a human, and yeah. then she was singing, and the like the singing is applicable, right? Because Nina Jankowitz went on Twitter and very proudly sang all these songs about disinformation, but she has resigned. So it says in this article, uh, Nina Jankowitz, a disinformation expert. Boy, is that a statement. Uh, remember, disinformation is an intent to mislead. So disinformation expert with experience working on Ukraine and Russia issues was tapped to helm the, quote, disinformation governance board earlier this month. But Jankowitz's appointment quickly drew condemnation from GOP lawmakers and right wing media. Is there right wing media who pointed to her past tweets and statements regarding Hunter Biden's laptop and Christopher Steele, the author of the so-called Steele dossier. After DHS decided to pause the board, Jankowitz made the decision to resign. She says, quote, after six years dedicated to the study of disinformation and best practices in responding to it, I joined the Department of Homeland Security to be the executive director of the Disinformation Governance Board with the intention of supporting the department's important work addressing disinformation that affects the homeland, she said. With the board's work paused and its future uncertain, I have decided to leave DHS to return to my work in the public sphere. Oh, goody. It is deeply disturbing, deeply disappointing that mischaracterizations of the board became a distraction from the department's vital work. And indeed, along with recent events globally and nationally, embodies why it is necessary. I'm going to read that part again. A distraction from the department's vital work and indeed, along with recent events globally and nationally, embodies why it is necessary. I maintain my commitment to building awareness of disinformation's threats and the trust the department will do the same. And quote, you can pull this down. So two things. 
One, the work that the Disinformation Governance Board is going to do is not paused. What they found from the media and from all of us is that the United American people are not ready for a Disinformation Governance Board. They're not ready for it. They don't support it. They don't want it. Does that mean that the left and the Uniparty is going to stop pursuing these goals? No. It means they're just not going to talk about it anymore. Right? So, yeah. Right. So, so tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be a... Yeah, th this is just another one of those things. 20 states have actually Well, told the second piece, let me just finish up because I know we have to go. And I apologize because I'm the reason that we're going long. But I just want to say, you did that. You paused the work. You got Nina Jankowitz to resign. Don't think that your voice does not have power. Don't think that we, the people, working to preserve the Constitution, restore the Constitution of the United States, does not have an effect. We are over the target. They are terrified. They paused the Disinformation Governance Board, and that cackling witch stepped down. You are having an impact. So as Holly said, as we say every day on this show, get in the gap, stay in the gap. We are having an impact, and we are winning. Okay, now I'm done. All right. So we, we, do, we have a couple things. We want to just kind of do some housekeeping here. Um, one, become a, a conservative daily member, if you can. And uh, you, know, you can go there for as little as $10 and just support us. Um, and you also get access to, there's a couple new things we're building, which will be stateside ability to actually reach out and talk to your, your Congress person or your legislative body um, in each state. So that's the thing that we're working on right now. So you can go support Conservative Daily, support what we're doing on this show. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, we've started the People's Chamber of Commerce. If you didn't get a chance we, to look at the, the show that we had yesterday, you can go back and watch that with Danny. Danny was on yesterday and you know, gave a really good explanation of what the People's Chamber of Commerce is and why it's so successful. And as you do that, become a member of FEC United as well. It's $60 a year. Um, other than that, um, we're going to, I'm going to quickly close this in prayer. We're going to cut this up into two sections. You'll have two different, you know, part one and part two of Inside the Election Fraud Test Kitchen. Um, only because That's Apple so makes it difficult to yeah. download otherwise. So, uh, guys, um, hey, Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have this podcast. Thank you for all of our listeners. Thank you for uh, the voice of Ash and the voice of um, um, Holly and just the courageousness that people have stood in the gap and stood up for the American people. Father, please bless us as we go about our day that we may honor you, act in faith uh, as we have faith in that we know that in the end you win, and we know in the end that your will be done, and we just ask that you give us the strength and the courage that we can stand up and act in your stead. Father, please bless those that would do harm against us, that they may uh, have a change of heart, and that you may soften their heart to do good and to follow the compass and the moral and ethical standards that you outline so clearly. Father, we love you. We thank you for just all the many blessings that you give us in our lives. We thank you for the opportunity we have uh, to live in this such a great nation, and we're very grateful for those that came before us that sacrificed to give us freedom. I say all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are, we are out of time, but if you want to watch us, you can subscribe to us at Rumble. You can also see us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. You can smash the Rumble button on your way out if you would. And we are now on Brighteon, so you can see some of our videos over there as well. We're pretty much everywhere. On Truth Social, you can follow us at Ash in America. That's at A-S-H-E in America. Uh, at Conservative Daily and at Joe Oltman. We do have a Conservative Daily thing there. Go over. I, I might actually just switch everything over to Truth Social because it is all about truth. On Telegram, you can go to t.me slash conservative daily t.me slash joe oltman or t.me slash 
Ash in America. That's A-S-H-E, Ash with an E. I keep uh, over and over again telling people to go find you using the E. They're like, oh, I forgot the E. Um, so uh, if you want to listen to the audio version, you go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there and give us a five-star review and then share it with someone that needs to hear it. We are winning, everyone. And I know that there are things that come up that just literally make you feel like we're not getting there, but we are. We know that they are liars. We know that that's what they're doing, designed to be liars. They know they have infiltrated the Republican Party and it is a uniparty. They're wings of the same bird. So just stand fast in knowing that we will get to the end. Text FREEDOM to 89517 if you want a reminder when we go live. And we do go live Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Subscribe to our newsletter, get the daily fax blast and links in our description as well. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. God is great. As Mr. Producer put it up there, I want to say thank you to Mr. Producer. Ash, thank you for the great and show. And we hope Producer Zach is feeling better. Producer, yeah. Producer Zach is sick. Yeah, so Zach is sick. Shout he, out to uh, Zach. Shout out to Zach. My man. All right. God bless you all. God See you bless. Guys